Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related. I am your host, John Laredo. I will still be your host for years and years to come. We're just about to flip into 2023. I'm super excited. I was telling somebody earlier today, they were asking me about the podcast. They said it's been almost three years, three years coming up in, I think, next month. I got to look back on when the first episode was. It was either January or February of 2020. And by the way, if you want a good laugh, go back to my first episode um, and watch it on YouTube if you can, because uh, that that was just funny. It was really kind of a whole different spin on what I was thinking the podcast should be. Uh, but I'm interested in your, uh, your feedback on that. So go back to episode number one. Uh, okay, so let's talk about episode number... 300 and something we're over 350 now i'm looking at this uh let's see here we're at i think this is going to be episode number 343 pretty cool um so i want to talk about the power of diversity and um i want to talk about a couple things in particular because i see leaders that have really built an organization that has done tremendous, tremendous things in a short period of time. And and so much of it comes down to people. I think it's one of the most critical decisions that a leader has to make, especially someone taking over an organization, is getting the right people on the team and getting the right people in the organization and candidly the wrong people out of the organization. Um, and that is critical. There's, there's really nothing that's more important to that. And as a leader, you need to be thinking about how you build your team and your organization and what types of people should be part of your team or different teams or part of the organization as a whole. And one of the key things I've seen, and having been involved in both types of organizations, uh, organizations that really don't don't abide or subscribe to the the concept of building a diverse organization, or they don't put enough focus on it, or some that think that they do and they really don't, and then others that do. And I've seen the dramatic, dramatic difference in those organizations. And it might be a little different than you think. So what most people think about when they think of building a diverse organization uh, or diversity as a whole is is diversity in terms of gender and ethnicity. Um, and while those are very huge aspects of building a diverse organization, it goes much, much further than that. Uh, it's not only building a diverse organization of gender and race, it's also building a diverse organization in terms of many factors, including age, uh, including experience, including levels of experience, types of experience. Uh, it's including diversity of backgrounds. 
It's the, including diversity of even social styles and personalities. Um, if I'm a driver and I've got all drivers on my team, that's not an effective team at all. I want on that team analytics, amiables, expressives. It's diversity in terms of ways of thinking about things. It's diversity in terms of everything. Uh, Colby Profile is a great, great tool that can identify uh, diversity of ways of thinking and social styles and personality types. It is so critical to build your organization like that. It is unbelievable, but it doesn't happen by accident. It really doesn't because in fact, if you don't have a conscious focus on it, it will actually do the opposite because people tend to attract people very much like them, which is great in a social setting, but it's not good in a business setting. So if I build an organization of all people that are ju just like John Lorito, that's not going to be an effective organization at all. It's really not because we don't have any conflicting ways of thinking about things. I was working with a client and this was this was going back maybe a couple of years and I remember and I was it was an amazing experience. This team of people, of leaders, uh, this, this team was working on a marketing uh, strategy and they were trying to, to reach a certain audience uh, and they were, they were working on LinkedIn as an outreach tool and the process of how they were doing this through LinkedIn. And the reason why they were doing it is they'd had so much success with marketing and prospecting through LinkedIn with every other type of customer base or uh, niche, mar niche market that they were targeting, that they assumed that they were they were still going down that road and they were working on how they perfected the LinkedIn process for this new group of prospects in an entirely different industry. And there was a team of probably seven people involved in this project and, and six of them had been working together for a long period of time. And I could tell even not having worked with them myself for a long period of time, they were all kind of subscribing to the way, the same way of thinking about things. In fact, I think a few of them came through the same organization. Their whole backgrounds were the same, everything. So they obviously just thought about things the same way. And it wasn't until the seventh person who was relatively new to the team brought up something that was really um, critical for this mission that they had. And this person said, you know, the audience that we were trying to reach and that we're trying to go after, they're not on LinkedIn. <laughs> they're really not. They're not they're, they And maybe even if they have their profiles on LinkedIn, they're not active on LinkedIn. It's just not a part of that industry. And I forget what the industry was. It was a, it was a relatively small uh, industry and a very specific targeted industry that this group is trying to go after. And this person brought that up and, and everybody kind of just thought for a second. And, and sure enough, people looked online and started looking through and doing some searches and filters on LinkedIn for that industry. And sure enough, yeah, there weren't many people that had LinkedIn profiles. And you could tell just by looking at them, some didn't have their pictures on them. You could tell and you could look on LinkedIn and see how active somebody is. They weren't using it. So here they were spending so much time and energy trying to work through a process and they were focused on the wrong things. They weren't asking the right question. The right question was, is LinkedIn even, is this the right strategy? Thank God this one person who came from a totally different background, totally different, uh, different industry, knew enough to challenge the norm and ask that question, hey, this is not going to work and here's why.
this is the wrong strategy. Let's back up, go down a different road. And they did. And they had lots of success with the new strategy. But that was just one example of how that diverse way of thinking brought attention to something they would have spent a lot of time and energy and money going down the wrong road had it not been for diverse way of thinking and diverse experiences. So I can't tell you enough how critical it is to build a diverse team. In fact, you've got to kind of do a check every once in a while. And just if you're if you're leading meetings and you get your team together and you've got all kinds of, you know, agreement and head nods and, you know, all that. Yeah. You know that maybe that feels good. Maybe it looks good on the surface, but that's really not the sign of a great team. A great team is disagreeing. They have healthy conflict and it stems from the fact that they're diverse They're all different people, all different ways of doing things, all different ways of thinking, and that's how they get stuff done. And that's how they really, really reach new levels and new heights. So, so here's, here's the first thing. One is it's understanding what it looks like, uh, to be a diverse, uh, team, uh, and what that really means. Again, it's not just, although that's very important, it's gender and it's ethnicity, it's everything, it's way of thinking, it's age, it's background, it's everything. Their their social style, personality style, uh, everything that goes into building a diverse team. But here's the second piece. It's not enough to have a diverse team. You have to leverage it. You have to tap into the potential of having and the value of having a diverse team. And the way you do that as a leader is you ask the right questions. If it's you just talking and giving direction and orders and whatnot as the leader, well, you got a diverse team of people that are really not acting as the effective and impactful leaders that they can be because they're not really allowed to or let uh, put enabled to or empowered to. You've got to ask the right questions that brings this out. So ask questions. Uh, throw, throw out the questions, uh, the tough questions, you know, is there a better way for us to do this? Okay, what is something we should be thinking about that we're not? What's not on our radar screen right now that should be? Uh, Is there a simpler way to do this? What are the unintended consequences of this decision or this strategy or this direction that we're headed in? Is there a better way to communicate this? Or how should we communicate this to the organization? Um, What should we be thinking about next? What should be our next top two, three priorities? Um, Who should we be involving that we're not right now? Who should we be leveraging that we're not right now? What departments should we pull into this? These are the questions that you want to ask a diverse team that's really going to get them thinking. If, If we were our competition, what would we be doing knowing what we know right now in this room? Okay, how would we be taking advantage of our gaps and our weaknesses? How might we be outdoing our strengths? What would be the things that we would want to do if we were going to try and put ourselves out of business? What would we need to do as the team that we are in order to ultimately put ourselves out of business. that That's the type of questioning that really brings about conversation and thinking and ultimately answers and solutions and action steps and strategies that that team is capable of uh, bringing out. So quick topic tonight. Uh, again, just the power of diversity. I see leaders ultimately Uh, missing out on this critical element of their organization. And I will tell you, if you don't address it early enough, part of this is just is talking about it and, and, and letting people understand the importance 
of not only building, but really enhancing, leveraging, fully utilizing a diverse team with diverse mindsets uh, or and thought processes and, and opinions and backgrounds and experiences and everything. Okay, make people feel more comfortable with voicing their opinion. And every so often check and say, okay, are we really building the team we're, we're trying to build? And are we really bringing out everything that we can in this diverse team? Uh, I, I hate to say it, but if you go too far down a road, it just it builds so much momentum. If you're building a certain uh, organization with a certain type of person, it just magnifies. Again, people tend to track people just like themselves unless you make it a conscious effort and a conscious thought and a conscious uh, strategy of yours uh, to build and leverage that type of team. So um, I hope this was valuable. I'm interested in your thoughts. I'm interested in your feedback. Uh, we'll do more on this topic because I've got leaders actually that uh, I'll be talking to in future episodes and kind of going deep on this because I, I you know, what's really cool and I, what I love about this is I get an opportunity to talk to leaders, uh, executive leaders, small business owners, senior uh, or CEOs of, of medium and very large companies all around the world in all different industries on a weekly basis. So it's really cool for me to be able to ask questions. Now, a lot of that does turn into a podcast that you hear or see. Some of it doesn't, um, but it gives me an opportunity to really pick the minds of some of these leaders that are in all different industries and all different walks of life. And this is a topic that's really interested, interesting to hear their perspective on. And again, some admittedly do it really well. Some admittedly uh, don't do it well. Uh, they focus on it um, or don't, and don't execute on it, or they talk about it, they don't execute on it. Some execute on it extremely well, and it's amazing to hear and see the different contrasts. So again, I'll bring that to future episodes, more on this topic to come. Uh, as always, greatly appreciate you tuning in. So as always, you know the deal. Like, share, subscribe, go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.